Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. So the Bible said that this man was, was lying at the gate. Somebody had to bring him to the gate. But then something happened to this man, and after there was uh, an encounter that took place, this man that was lying at the gate, we see him leaping the temple. So I want to preach or teach a little bit about go from lying at the gate to leaping in the temple. From lying at the gate to leaping in the temple. Um, one question I got to ask you, because it's, it's quite evident in some of the scriptures that I've read, uh, a lot of people might be sitting in the premises, but they might, be, might not be expecting or standing on the promises. So let me say that one more time. You can be sitting in the premises, but not necessarily standing on the promises. Because just because you are in the building doesn't mean that you are getting everything that God has for you. So you can be sitting in the premises, but not standing on the promises. Now, listen, let me tell you something. Christians should never be content. You, you're, and what I mean by that, I'm not talking about you always desiring stuff. I'm talking about spiritually. Spiritually, you should always want to grow. Spiritually, you should always want to learn. Spiritually, you should always study. Spiritually, you should always want to know, God, I know you've given me a gift. How should I use this gift? How should I not use this gift? Where do you want me to use my gift? What ministry do you want me to be a part of? Because if you're going to be a part of a ministry, it needs to be a ministry that's going to appreciate your gift, teach you about your gift, but then release you to use your gift. See, that's why you have to be in a 5-4 ministry church, because we believe in all the gifts of the Spirit. We're not teaching half of the Bible. We're teaching all of the Bible. We believe in the five-fold ministry gifts, just like we believe also in the gifts that were given by the Holy Ghost. The five-fold ministry gifts in the book of Ephesians was given by Jesus Christ, but the gifts of the Holy Ghost that we can find in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 14 was given by the Holy Ghost. Am I going fast? You're going to have to listen fast. Okay, so we got to understand that there is a difference. And if you don't know the difference, you might not be in the right church. So you have to be in a place where you are going to be appreciated for the gifts that God has given you. Can, can, I, can, can I give you a little, a little um, example here? So, so let's just say you, 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 you know that God has called you to do great things, and, and you want to do great things for the Lord, but you may have someone mm, that's in the pulpit that may be a little, um, well, I, I guess I just got to go ahead and, and say it, insecure. A person that's insecure, it's difficult for them to promote. Because what if I promote you and then you do better than me? <laughs> Wait a minute. What if, I, what if I tell you to go out and start a ministry and your church outgrows mine? Hey, come on, somebody. Why y'all looking at me like, like a deer in the headlights? Come on now. You know you're in covenant. We're talking about it. Can we just talk about stuff? So let's just talk about stuff. Now, y'all know that's what happens, you know. And, and so you have to have a man or woman of God that's secure in the gift that God has given them. Because one thing you know about me, I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm not going outside of my lane. What God has given me, that's what he's given me. I'm, I'm not going to go outside of that. Listen. Whatever God has given you to do, the Bible says, do it all in the name of Jesus. So in other words, do everything in the spirit of excellence. Don't stay content with where you are in God. You might be sitting in the premises or on the premises, but make sure you stand on the promises. Yeah. Amen? And so, so let's just make sure that if God has given you something, make sure you go to the Bible and understand what God has for you. Hello? So, so I'm, but I am afraid. I am I don't want to say afraid. I am concerned. I am concerned that there are people in the church today who have lost their fire. Um, they have no passion anymore. Um, it's become more like a, you're on spiritual autopilot. Um, you, you do your church thing. Um, I go to church, uh, I give my consecrated tithe, and, and I say, hey, to three people, and, and, and I'm okay. And a lot of somebody say, I've been praying for you this week. Mm -hmm. See, see you, you, you lose your passion. You, you lost your thirst. You've lost the fire. 
And why it's important to be full of the Holy Ghost is because the Holy Ghost fires you up. And even for those of you that might have been filled at one point, you've gotten stagnant. You used to speak it a lot, but now you don't even use your language anymore. See, this is what I'm seeing in the church today. Because, listen, listen, I, I believe I got the message that I'm going to be preaching uh, that Sunday night. Um, it, it, and, and you guys got to continue to pray with me. But I'm going to be using the analogy of if you run a 5K or 10K or if you do something, uh, type of extremist exercise, then, then you get very thirsty. You get, the, not the Bible, but the, uh, the medical people call it dehydration, right? And so what do you have to do to hydrate? You got to drink. Now, listen, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you drink just one glass of water, will that do it? Because that one glass is not enough. See, that's how some people are in the church. You, you, just, you just got saved. That's the glass. But that glass is not going to quench your thirst. Why? Because now your spirit man is alive, and your spirit man says, I need more. And if you don't give it the word, if you don't worship, if you don't pray, if you don't praise, if you don't give, if you don't forgive, then your spirit man is dehydrated. And you're trying to figure out why am I spiritually tired and weak? All right, I got a good, mm, I got a good word and I got a, that's good. All right, can I keep preaching it? So, so listen, that's what I'm going to be preaching on that Sunday. So that's for then. It's not for now. I just gave you that one for free. So listen, I just want you to see something here out of the context of the scripture because we got two groups of people, two positions, and two conditions. So the two groups of people, the first group is Peter and John. Well, what was their position and what was their condition? Well, this, this first group, Peter and John, they were standing on the promises. And their condition was they were full of the Holy Ghost. Then you got the lame man. What was his? He was sitting on the premises. And he was begging for handouts. So you got two people, two conditions, two positions. Are you seeing this with me here? All right. So now let's go on a minute. this. Write this down. Don't let your condition determine your position. Don't let your condition determine your position. And here's the deal, guys. Let me get into this beautiful gate for a second. Because when you read the Bible and, and you come across uh, gates that are in the word of God. Now, how many of you know when you come to a gate, uh, there is uh, an opportunity for you to make a decision? You have to open the gate or enter or you don't enter into the gate. So in other words, the, the, the gate in, in the Bible is a type of transition. Are you here with me here? All right, you're kind of quiet in this Presbyterian church, but I'm going to keep on preaching, okay? All right, so, so, so it's, it's a type of transition. So the root word for the word beautiful is rora, rora. And so this is what it means. It means a point in time or a season or a moment or an hour. So in other words, this is a moment in time for a person to transition from handouts to healing. So this, this is what this is all about. So you go, you go from begging to blessings. It's a place of transition. You go from dysfunction to determination. It's, it's a place of transition. And so when we come to this place of transition, you, you have to decide, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to allow my condition to keep me here or am I going to transition into the place where God wants me to be? Because a lot of people, let me tell you something, there are a lot of people who get comfortable in their dysfunction. You can find a woman that's been that's been in a relationship. It's, it's, it's a tumultuous relationship. It's physically and, and verbally and, and, and abusive. And, and that person will tear that woman down so much so to where now she's dysfunctional to believe that she can't do better. And she will stay in that condition because she can't see her real position. Am I helping somebody here today? Somebody in the church today, you are in depression and you, you're in these things. and You're doing stuff and you're groping and you're pleading and you're begging. And God is saying, I want to change your condition, but you got to believe in the new position. And so God sometimes have to sift you to get you in your position. 
He has to take some things out of your life, maybe some people out of your life and some things out of your life. Maybe the way you think of some bad doctrine out of your life or your past out of your life. And he has to remove those things so that you can get out of that old condition so God can position you where you need to be. Mm. Mm. I believe that God has given us four attributes to take us or that took this man from lying at the gate to leaping at the, in the temple. Four attributes. Let me tell you the first one. We talked about it. It's in, uh, John, it's in Acts chapter 3, verse 5. So he said he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. Somebody say expectation. The first thing you got to do if you want to go from lying at the gate to leaping in the temple, you're going to have to change your expectation. This man, he expected to receive something. Now, the Bible said that this man was crippled from his birth. So he's been in this condition all of his life. He wasn't in this condition because somebody put him there. He was born there. He was born lame. In other words, saints of God, when we were born, we were all born lame. This man was in a condition, so he had to be carried by people. We were all born lame because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Hello, somebody. So until we were born again and we received a new position, come on, somebody, then we didn't have to stay in that old condition. First Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Old condition. Behold, all things have become new position. So when you receive God in your life for the first time, he's trying to take you out of your old condition so he can put you in the right position. Are you seeing this with me? With this man lying at the gate of transition, the first thing he had to do was change his expectation. People of God, I'm telling you something. If Okay, let me see if I can give you a natural example. I talk about this all the time. See, I used to go to the club a lot. See, you need to stop. So, yeah. <laughs> so I have to say this because it's a natural example. But I'm going to give you a spiritual reality behind it. So we talked about this. I think we talked about this last Sunday. When, you know, when you're getting ready to go to the club, you, you don't go to the club dry. I ain't never nobody go to the club dry. If you did, you just didn't know what clubbing was, right? You didn't go to the club dry. You, 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 how did you get to the club? Come on, somebody. That went, now, now, I know some of y'all too holy, and you ain't going to raise your hand on this. I know that. I know, I know you're going to say, Pastor, I'm just too holy. I never went to the club. I'm just a holy person. I was born holy. I came out of the womb speaking in tongues, Pastor. I know. <laughs> I know it. I know it. That's not my testimony. Amen? Now, now, now I was straight up heathen and out of court, so... You ain't had to agree like that, baby. Praise the Lord. But I'm better now. Hallelujah. So, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, listen. So, we usually had a little something, something, didn't we? In a cup. A little red cup. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know, know what I'm talking about, right? So, that, that you, you were not in the club yet. You had the house. And you're usually ironing your clothes. Now, listen. Let me ask you this. Now, when you're ironing your clothes and you got the little red sippy cup, is it quiet in the house? What's playing in the background? Music is playing in the background. And what are you doing? Right? You're you, you getting ready. Right? Why? Because by the time you get to the club, the atmosphere in you is set to the atmosphere that's in. Come on, somebody. But yet you get up on Sunday morning knowing you're getting ready to come to church and worship God. 
And you want to turn on the television and watch some nonsense. But then when you get here, the atmosphere in the church is set, but the atmosphere in you is docile. But then you say, well, they didn't sing my song. No, it wasn't about them singing your song. You weren't prepared inside so that you can compare with what was going on inside the church. And if you get your inside right, when you step foot into the atmosphere, God can change your whole world. You can have an encounter with God to where he changes everything from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. He began to tell you who you are. He wipes the slate clean and he says, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I've called you to do better things. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you and I ordained you to be a prophet in my room. God can take you from obscurity to prosperity if you got your heart right. He can take you from lying at that gate to leaping in the temple. He can take you from a, a condition of dysfunction to a condition of determination. God can do that. But are you right on the inside? See, that's where it all starts with expectation. It starts with expectation. He said, he said, he said, look upon us. So in other words, John was saying, write this down. Without changing your position, you can't get to the right perspective. So he said, look on us. He said, look at me. So in other words, Peter wanted to get this lame man's attention off of his condition. Come on, somebody. See, if you've ever been hurt real bad by somebody, if you've ever been cut, I mean cut to the white meat. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, that's deep, right? To the white meat. See, and, 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 and especially if you've been hurt by somebody in the church. Right. That's that's a that's a pretty deep wound. Right. So. So listen, if you're not careful, you will define your condition based on what you experienced. And the sum total of who you are is based on what somebody else did to you. And you th th thank you, sister. And you, you become victimized and you have a victim's mentality. And, and you won't be the victor that God called you to be. Why? Because every time God wants you to do something, you think about what somebody else has already done to you. But why? Because now you're lying at the gate. See, people who lie at the gate got to beg for something. See, people who lie at the gate beg from God. When God is your father, you don't ever have to beg God for anything. He said, if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the Heavenly Father give you the Holy Ghost if you ask? God says, you don't have to beg me for anything. I taught you in the word, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. For anybody who asks, you shall receive. Anybody who seeks shall find. Anybody who knocks, it shall be open. Now, either God is lying. Oh, you don't even understand the word of truth. Because God says he cannot lie. That's his word. You just ask him for it. If you ask for it and believe it, it's yours. But you're going to have to ask with an expectation. So if you want to go from lying to the gate to leaping in the temple, the first attribute you got to have is expectation. Let's do the second one here. The second one we can found in verse 6, and I'm going to go fast here. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Now listen, this brother came to beg for some money. Now, now he, want, he, he wanted some money. Hello, somebody say money. money. Mon, mon, there's nothing wrong with wanting money. Hello. There's nothing wrong with having money. I like money. I like having a little something, something in my pocket. Hello, somebody. I, oh, 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 okay. So who, who, who's just like, like being broke? Yeah, let me just say, who just like being broke? Just don't, don't have two nickels to rub together. Nobody in here want to be broke. But broke is a mindset. I didn't say poor. I said broke. I've never been poor, but I've been broke. <laughs> broke means I just don't have any money. But I never have that poor mentality because I truly believe if you understand what it takes to make it in society, that you can't be hanging out with the deadbeats to do, come on, somebody. You hanging out with people that ain't doing anything, and they trying to tell you it's always an excuse 
It's the black man. It's the white man. It's the Hispanic man. So it's always somebody holding you down when the only person holding you down is your own dysfunctional thinking. Uh, you're going to have to grab yourself by your own bootstraps, get an education, get a job, get a GED, do something, get a, get a college education, go start a business, do something, and stop blaming somebody else for your own dysfunction. I get so sick and tired of people saying, well, it's always the white man. Or it's the black man. It's, the, it's all them immigrants. Man, shut up. Get a job. <laughs> Do some work. Do something with your hands. I know a lot of people ain't going to like this kind of preaching. But I'm telling you the truth. I didn't wait for somebody to give me a handout. No, I had to go get an education. My wife later on in life had to go back and get her master's degree. Why? Because we're not going to allow our condition to remain the same. And we're not going to blame somebody else for where we are. We're going to take responsibility for where we are, and we're going to move out. God does not build on don't haves. He build on what you got. Now take what you got and let your, the God use it. You say, well, I don't have this, and I don't have that, and I don't have. Well, don't worry about what you don't have. What do you have? Build on what you got. Hello, somebody. Sick and tired of people talking about, I ain't got this. I don't have that. Well, what do you have? Didn't God do something in your life? Come on, saints of God. So, so he said, listen, silver and gold, I don't have. So in other words, what you asking for, I don't have it. Isn't that amazing? The man was begging for money. Peter said, he's real spiritual. Peter's real spiritual. He said, I don't have no money. That's spiritual right there. I ain't lying. That's real spiritual. <laughs> that's a revelation right there because that's the next attribute, a revelation. He said, listen, silver and gold, I don't have. He said, but such that I have. Give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Write this down. Your revelation will overcome your situation. Good God Almighty. Peter says, look upon us. I got something for you, but it's not what you're asking for. I got what you need. See, sometimes... We don't know what to ask as we ought. That's why it's important to be full of the Holy Ghost. If you read Romans chapter 8, it says we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit prays for us. See, and if you're not in field with the Holy Ghost, you can't even pray on that level because sometimes you don't even know what to pray for. The man was begging for money. Peter said, I don't have any money, but I got something you need. Come on, somebody. Somebody might be begging for money in your life, but money is not what they need. What they need is a healing. What they need is deliverance. What they need is a touch from God. And God can use you to do that. Amen. Woo! And see, only when you're fired up in the Holy Ghost can the Holy Ghost say, hey, I know what they're asking for, but that's not what they need. Come on now, come on. Good God. See, you might be in prayer this week, and you're asking for something. And God is trying to tell you, you're asking for the wrong thing. See, the Bible says you have not because you ask, not because you ask amiss. See, see, you need to know what you need to be asking for. Because what you're asking for may not be what you need. This man had to change his expectation, got him to the revelation. Because he expected something from John and from Peter. He got the revelation that Jesus Christ got something for you. That your answer is not in the money. <laughs> Glory to God. Your answer is in the name of Jesus. Oh, boy, I'm fired up. You put that name on it. You put Buddha on it, ain't no power. You put Sun Yun Moon on it, ain't no power. You put Elijah Muhammad on it, ain't no power. It's only power in the name of Jesus. The song says power, power, wonder working power in the name of Jesus. 
And that's the name we need to start calling on in churches. That's why we got to get back to preaching about the blood. We got to get back to talking about being full of the Holy Ghost. We got to get back to talking about righteousness. We got to get back to talking about holiness. We think holiness is wearing white dresses on the fourth Sunday. That ain't holiness. Holiness means set apart, meat for the master's use. Whoa, boy, I'm fired up right now. I don't want to lay hands on nobody right now. Because I might knock y'all into Concord. <laughs> Whew. I'm fired. <laughs> I'm fired up. Can't y'all tell? Amen. I mean, I, I mean, I'm this thing. This thing is all over me because I had to change my expectation, dear heart, and my expectation got me to the revelation that I needed that Jesus Christ is the answer. Are you with me today? Come on and give him a hand clap of praise up in here. His expectation. Got him to the revelation. Now look at verse 7. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And somebody say immediately. His expectation got him to the revelation that got him to the alteration. See, see, now this man's whole being has been altered. Why? Because the word of God will alter your life. What happened? He got a revelation of the word. Jesus is the word. See, that's revelation. Revelation means to uncover. That's revelation. And so let me uncover something. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. All things were made by the word and there was nothing made without him. And then you drop down to verse 14. It says, and the word became flesh. The word is Jesus. Jesus is the word. Nothing is here in existence without the word. The father spoke. Jesus created it. Father spoke the word. The word is Jesus. Jesus created everything that the father spoke. Hello, somebody. So then Jesus, he set the record straight. He said, as many as received them, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. So the father spoke Jesus. Jesus spoke us. Come on, somebody. And so now we are a word in the word. Before he formed us, where were we? We were spirits. Where were we? In Christ. So we were a word in the word. Now, what the word is doing is speaking words. Who is he speaking? Us. So he's speaking us into existence. He said, come forth. Why? Because I'm speaking to you so that you can be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That which I see the Father do. That's what I do. And then he said, and you shall do the same works that I do, but greater works shall you do. Why? Because I, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You think it's you, boo-boo. It's not you. It's Jesus Christ speaking you. It's words. You put two words together, get some sentences, put some sentences together, get some paragraphs. The paragraphs become books and the books become volumes of the book. He said, it is in the volume of the book. It is written of me. Why? Because you're living epistles. Epistle is a letter. He's writing letters and he's using you to do it. That's why Apostle Paul said, you are a living epistle. You are a letter. God is writing you. (laughs) Yeah, see, we used to learn about stuff from from Schoolhouse Rock. Y'all remember that? Conjunction, junction. What's your function? Y'all know that, just a little bit. Come on, y'all know it. Come on. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. Come on, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Huh? Y'all didn't even know that song was annoying. <laughs> they don't know nothing about that. But that's how we learn. Because when we sat in front of the television back in the day, we learned how to speak. We learned about bills. We learned about the government. You ask kids today, what are the three levels of government? They can't even tell you. Oh, uh, they got, uh, yeah, they got senators. Yeah, but what are the three branches of government? Well, shoot, all of them. <laughs> I don't even know the separation of powers, right? They don't teach that stuff anymore. They don't teach true history. And listen, we didn't come from monkeys either. I don't believe in macroevolution. You did not, listen to me carefully, young people, you did not evolve. You were created by a creator. Hello. 
You didn't come from monkeys, even though sometimes we swing by our tail, but you didn't come from monkeys. The reason the DNA, we are so close to that of the, I think it's the baboon or the gorilla, one of them. And they say, well, we got to come from monkeys because our DNA are similar. Well, maybe they're similar because we came from the same creator. I'm just, I'm just saying. And by the way, if we evolve, why aren't we still evolving? Shouldn't we still be evolving to something? We was a tadpole, now we are human. Are we going back to a tadpole? Or a human pole? And the scientists can't answer that question because the scientists know that macroevolution is a lie. See, they got to sell you that, that, that foolishness. It's a lie. We, I don't believe in Big Bang. The only Big Bang it was, in the beginning, God. Boom! <laughs> Bam! Earth! <laughs> God grabbed a handful of nothing and spoke to it and called it earth. And he hung that nothing out on something and he said, you stay there. <laughs> Amen. That was it, right? So listen, listen. The word, the revelation of the word, it should alter you. Right? But that's not the last thing. So we got expectation leads you to the word, which is revelation. That word will alter you which is alteration. Let me give you the last one. You ready for the last one? Go to verse 8 through 10. And this is it. We're going to pray and get out of here. And he, the lame man, leaping up, come on, and stood and walked. This man, all of his life, can I, can I put a tack right there for a second? Let me, let me just, ooh, the Lord just showed me this. So this man was carried by people to the church all of his life. Think about this for a second. Peter and John were the only ones who asked the man to look at him. I don't know, if, how many of you just get around, you've just been around homeless people, okay? I work in Uptown. There's a lot of homeless people in Uptown. Do you even make eye contact with these people? Nobody at this church did. This man was brought to the church every day and people. See, what I'm getting at here is this. Sometimes we can get so religious that we overlook the real need. Because we got to go do our little religious thing. So that we can feel good about ourselves. Oh, who am I talking to today? Oh, I ain't got time for that. I got to get to church. I ain't got no money for you, man. I got to put this money in the church. This is my tithe money. Well, you let me see. Can I clean something up? Can I do that? I'm getting ready to get in trouble. All right, so since I'm already in trouble, let me get in a little more trouble. I want to help you. Do you realize your tithe can't do nothing for you. I just want to help somebody. You're giving that 10% because you want to. Now listen, a lot of times when people give tithes, they dread it. Like, oh man, I got to write this check. And you realize the Bible says that's not cheerfully. So, so you give it, the church takes I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just be for real. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and deal in some truth. I'll take that check because <laughs> I can't go to do power on faith. <laughs> You'll be sitting in here with no air, and that ain't going to be good. So, 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 so I'll take it, but I thought the blessing was you give it based on the word. Then, as you give, God says, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Now, do you realize that scripture is based on a principle? You can claim that scripture all you want, but everything in the Bible is based on a principle. If you don't understand the principle, the promise is not yours. Okay, for instance, 
The Bible says that we can speak to mountains and then tell them to be cast into the sea and they shall do what you say, right? But do you realize right after that it says, if you have an ought with your brother, yeah. you leave your gift at the altar and then you go and ask for forgiveness? So, in other words, if you got bitterness in your heart and unforgiveness in your heart, you can speak to a mountain all you want to. It's not moving. So, if you just get part of the text without understanding the context, you might be groping and pleading and trying to do stuff for 10 years, and you're trying to figure out why this mountain is not moving. And God is saying, I've already been telling you you need to go ask your brother to forgive you. And you're trying to figure out, well, no, Lord, I don't want to do that. Well, that's what's hindering your blessing. You're staying in your condition so God can take you to a new position. Is that good? All right, can I give you this last one? All right, so the first one is what? Expectation leads you to what? Revelation, and then it does what? Alteration. It alters. The word of God will alter you. And here's the last one. I'm gonna, let, me, let me just read it here. It says in 8, so he, leaping up the lame man, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising. He's not lying at the gate. This man now is leaping in the temple. Why do some people come in the church like they've just been laid at the gate? It's like somebody just carries you into the house of the Lord and just drop you off. And you just sitting there, Lord, please, can you give a brother something? <laughs> Lord, I've been working hard all week. These people don't like me. They don't want to go to lunch with me. They've been mean to me. I've been trying to talk about Jesus, and they mad at me. Say that kind of mess to Peter. So better yet, talk to Apostle Paul about persecution. Then you'll understand this little mess we go through. This is nothing compared to the persecution that we're going through. We got some persecution that's coming. And if you're not full of the Holy Ghost, you're not going to make it. I, let me just cut this to the chase here, because I am not here to play games with anybody. I didn't have to become a preacher, because I, I make a good living with my mind. The Lord called me to do this. And since he called me to do it, I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm going to tell you the truth, even if you don't like it, because I didn't start to be this church and to be a pastor to make friends. I started this church to tell you the truth. The Bible says in John 8, 32, the truth is the only thing that's going to set you free. Right? So let me tell you the truth. There is getting ready to come a point where God is getting ready to separate the kingdoms of this world from the kingdom of his Christ. You know what that is? He's getting ready to separate the churches. This is not the world because the world, the world already has, it's already fallen. There is a false church that is being raised up right before our eyes. It's a false church. In the book of Revelation, it's called the harlot. That harlot church is coming up right now. You know what that church is? It's the church that don't believe in all of the gifts of the Spirit. It's the church that don't believe in the blood of Jesus. You can't even find a cross in the church because they just oozer friendly. They're just seeker sensitive. The Bible says there is no seeker. <laughs> We're all sinners that need saving, not a seeker. I need to save it. I wasn't seeking nothing. I just, I got to be saved. Hello. If you're seeking something, you might not get what you're seeking because you might be asking for the wrong. <laughs> but you're going to have to be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So when you come into the church, don't come to church like somebody just laid you at the front door. You dragging in. Can we just start singing something? No, man, we should have at least some joy about us. Loving on people. Glad to be in the house of the Lord. I don't know about you, but man, when I open my eyes, I go, oh, God, I got another day. Praise God. You know, but see, a lot of times when you ain't been through anything, but see, when you get a scare in your life, when you understand how precious life is, you know, when you have to go through something trying in your life or you, you was in a car accident and you barely made it or, or like me, I got diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer and you don't know, you, you don't know how it's going to go. You learn to appreciate those little moments. And I have learned to love life. And I'm going to enjoy life to the fullest. I'm going to get full of the Holy Ghost. Don't care if you don't like it. And I'm going to love you. And you can't do nothing about it.
All right, let me give you this last one because y'all know y'all waiting because you're on the edge of the seat, right? Oh, uh, y'all ready? We can just go home and pray. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Y'all like church. <laughs> and so, listen, look at verse 9. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. So in other words, saints of God, when you get a revelation that changes, that alters you, everybody else can see what you got. You know why? Because you're not in the same condition. See, see, when you get full of God, you get out of that old mindset and that old condition, your position changes. And guess what? Everybody, including people in the church and people in the world, can see. Some, what has happened? You look different. You, it's something about you. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know it's something different. I know it's something different. I'm full of God. You want him? You want some of him? I got him. I got Jesus to change your life. I'm telling you, he's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm telling you, I love him. I love him. I love him. See, 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 let me tell you something. The devil hates me, and the feeling is mutual. I hate him too. And because I hate the devil, that means that I love God. And everybody need a piece of Jesus. And guess what? The only way some people are going to get Jesus is through your touch. You don't have to get him to church. Lay hands on him. And this is where the power, there's this redistribution of power in the church. You know where it is? It's in the pulpit. But we got to redistribute the power back to the pews. Because the Bible says as a Christian, you can lay hands on the sick. Come on, somebody. Just go to Mark chapter 16, verses 17. Just read it for yourself. It said, anyone who believes. Anyone who believes. Somebody say anyone. Anyone who believes can cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They can lay hands on the sick. Listen to the words. And they will recover. It didn't say the pastor, apostle, bishop, or deacon. It said the Christian. Somebody shout power. power. See, this is what God is trying to give you with the Holy Ghost. Because if you don't, you just be a little weak Christian and you, well, let me just get you to my pastor. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, have you led him to the Lord? No. Why not? Have you laid hands on him? No. Why not? They should already be saved. If you catch them, I'll clean them. <laughs> that bald-headed rascal preaching. <laughs> All right. Let me give y'all this last one because I know you're waiting on it. And then verse 10 said, <laughs> and then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder. They were filled with wonder. They saw him get full, then they got filled. They were, boy, good graces of life. Man, that is powerful right there, but I don't have time. And, and then with amazement at what had happened to him. They were amazed at what happened to, listen, listen, see, see, see this, is, this is so powerful, saints of God. Because, listen, this happened outside the church. Oh, my God. This man was not healed in the church. Why are we trying to do everything in the church? You know what that is? That's that church mentality. And God is trying to get us out of a church mentality and get us in the kingdom. See, when you get in the kingdom, you understand, you know, before, I, before you meet my pastor, let me lead you to the Lord. Let me disciple you. Let me tell you what the Holy Ghost is all about. And by the time I finish telling you that, what say it that the word is not there is in your heart, it is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. By the time I finish talking to you about Psalms 81 that says, open your mouth and I will feel it. Let, but let me just tell you a little bit about the Holy Ghost and who he is. God says, I want to baptize you with power. He said, tarry here till you have been endued with power power from on high it was a promise from the father and it was the one thing that jesus said they had to wait for are you ready for it yes i'm ready boom give him power lord now open your mouth and speak because the holy ghost don't speak it you do and people waiting what are you waiting for i'm waiting for the holy ghost to speak holy ghost ain't gonna speak it the Holy Ghost gives you the utterance. When you hear the utterance, you speak it. Come on, somebody. Now, that's Bible. All right, the last word is transformation. Transformation. Why? Because when this man's life was transformed, it transformed 
the lives of other people. We don't need another healing line. We don't need another prophetic conference. What we need is for you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. If the pastors will focus more on filling the church with the Holy Ghost, you'll stop all that counseling. I'm sick of counseling. I want the Holy Ghost to counsel your behind. Because, see, when the Holy Ghost counsels you, you get convicted. See, the moment you stop getting convicted is the moment when a Christian is in trouble. See, the Holy Ghost brings conviction so you can change. The Holy Ghost never condemns. That's the devil. If you feel condemnation, it's not God. For there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost brings conviction, not condemnation. Hello, somebody. So when you're full of the Holy Ghost, you don't need all that counsel. Why? Because you're trying to go to man and get something when God is already trying to tell you. If you just listen to the Bible and believe the word, then you won't need all of that. See, I can't watch over you 24 hours a day, but the Holy Ghost can. Uh -huh. And see, I want to just stick with preaching and not be getting these phone calls. Why? Before you get the phone call, you need to have fasted and prayed. You need to push them pork chops back. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Push that food back, fast, pray, and ask God to help you before you call us. We're not God. But God can change your life. Now, as pastors, we'll counsel you. Yes, I'm not saying that we, we won't. But I'm just saying, sometimes, saints, you just need to put the work in. Hello? And since I do have an apostolic call on my life, I'm, I'm, I'm more of the fathering figure. I ain't, you know what, I'm like, I've been saying, man, just grow up. <laughs> See, that's, that ain't the pastor spirit. The pastor spirit, oh, baby, come on. Let me just pray for you. God loves you. You're going to do great things for the Lord. Come on in. You can do whatever. You can live like hell all week and just come on in and the Lord loves you. That's that pastoring. I don't have that. I, I got that. It's the apostle spirit. It's, it's the dad. It's like, look, you need to get your life right. Well, pastor, you're supposed to be loving. I love you because I'm telling you you need to live right. Hello? And I, and I think we need that in the house of God. Because he said, I'm going to restore the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the hearts of the children back to the fathers unless I come and spike the earth with a curse. What he's restoring is that fathering spirit back to the house of God because we've got too many punked out pastors. And they want to be everybody's friend in the church. No, brother, you ain't getting no position up in here just because you're my friend. And let me look at your lifestyle. How do you treat your wife? How do you raise your children? That's going to determine if you're going to be a leader up in here. And you ain't playing nothing unless I can look at that lifestyle. Hello, somebody. Jumping and skipping on this pulpit, that ain't happening. We're going to get right or we're going to get left. Now, if you want a church that's placating to the egos and complicit to cultural mores, there's a lot of them out there. But I'm telling you, there's, it's coming soon that God is about to make a separation. I gave you that prophecy back in November that God is about to separate the churches and he's going to stop playing games. I just want to be on the right side. How about you? Can you give him a praise in Jesus' name? <laughs> Expectation to get filled, get a revelation about being filled, Alterations needed to being filled. Transformation comes by getting filled. All of those come by being full of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, bro. So let me just let me just say I'm done. I don't know about you, but I'm sick of lying down. Um, God has given all of us a voice. Everyone in here has power. You got you got power in you. But listen, saints of God, your spirit came alive at the new birth. But there's another level. 
there is another level. And the reason I know there's another level is because before Jesus left to go be with the Father, he said, there is something I got to give you before I can launch you. And I'm telling you, this thing is powerful. There's no reason to be afraid of being filled with the Holy Ghost. The devil will never give you anything to get you closer to God. First of all, that's a lie. And I've heard people say, yeah, I messed on the devil. Well, I thank God for it. Because it got me closer to God. Amen. I understand that I'm not afraid of demons. You come in front of me, I'm casting your behind out. You ain't doing that just being a little saved Christian. You're going to be scared. You can't do that without power. The move of God that he's ready for the church is going to happen on the saints of God in the marketplace, not in the church. That's what I'm saying. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.